What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on all of our newest episodes. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler and I will recap the very active NBA trade deadline as well as catch up on everything going on with the Lakers during the Lake Show lowdown. All this and more on episode 237 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 237 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm ready to lock in on hoops here. Yes. Football's done. Yes, we just got All-Star done. All-Star weekend, now playoff push. Yes, we just got done finishing recording our uh, last NFL football episode of the season. Make sure you go check that out, uh, episode 236, uh, where we recap Super Bowl 56, where the Rams won. Um, but now it's time to focus on just hoops, Tyler. And before we started recording, we got some pretty, pretty bad news that uh, we'll get into a little later. Um, but first, we got to recap how the trade deadline went. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Brian for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. So Tyler, last week we talked about some of the dominoes that had already fallen as the trade deadline was getting closer and closer. Uh, We last recorded uh, probably a little over 12 hours, I'd say, before the trade deadline uh, expired, and we talked about guys like C.J. McCollum, Karis LeVert, DeMontis Sabonis, Tyrese Halliburton, and a few other guys uh, finding new homes and getting moved last week. Uh, but now we got to catch up on all the madness that happened in the final hours of the trade deadline last Thursday because there was a lot of moves, yep. a lot of moving pieces. Another good trade deadline. And finally, we have found the end to one of the major sagas that has uh, encompassed this NBA season, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers finally trading Ben Simmons. They sent Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, 
Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick, which can be deferred until 2023, and a 2027 protected first round pick to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden and Paul Millsap. So James Harden gets out of a situation he wanted to get out of in Brooklyn where he reportedly was unhappy. And Ben Simmons finally gets out of Philadelphia where he reportedly has been taking time off and holding out due to mental health issues uh, and all of that because the team, his coach, and some of his teammates decided to throw him under the bus after their playoff loss last season. And he just said, you know what? That's the final straw. I want out and I'm not going to play. So we finally see the end of this saga, Tyler. And after everything that was reported about what Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers wanted in return for Ben Simmons, I just have to say Philadelphia gave up a lot to get rid of Ben Simmons when I thought it was going to be the opposite happening where a team was going to have to give up a lot to satisfy well they did well yes yeah. in a sense brooklyn did give up a lot in a yeah. player in james harden yeah. yes this was that the, i think that that ended up being the compromise was you can get what you want but we want a little more than what you've been proposing well I mean, and the there were in curry right there were reports that seth curry was a basically a non-starter for philadelphia to give up in the package to give up ben simmons but Ultimately, they needed Seth Curry to be in the deal to get the deal done. Yeah. Um, Which I, I I don't blame Brooklyn for trying to go and get a player like Seth Curry. He's well, one of the Brooklyn, best three-point shooters in the Brooklyn, league. I mean, Brooklyn uh, had the fortunate knowledge that James Harden and, and, and more importantly, Daryl Morey, like, wanted him in Philadelphia. It was kind of almost always time. It was only going to be time. You know, he probably was going to sign with Philly. Right. Um, well, so... Or, I mean, maybe that, that's getting a little ahead of the point. Right. The, but po- the point is, Maury wanted Harden, and everybody knew it. Yes. And uh, so, Sean Marks, I mean, he could sit back and just be like, let's get it. I mean, what what do you got? I know that I got your guy. Yeah. And and he can milk him all the way to the last second. And honestly, I feel like, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Nets, like, won the deal, I think. But ultimately, both teams won this deal. I was going to say, I don't think there really is a loser the, in there's this deal. A win- the, winner, uh, the winner is just the sense that Curry's a good piece for them. Yeah. Drummond's a good piece for them. And then Ben Simmons is a better complement to a KD and a Kyrie. Yes. And the draft picks. Yes. But Philly is sitting here. I mean, if, if it was, you know... I can't miss Drummond and Curry too much if I just went and took myself from an Eastern Conference contender to a title contender. Right. I mean, pairing James Harden and Joel Embiid together. So it's like, I think it's like a bigger plus for for Brooklyn to get that stuff than it is an L for Philly because they're catching in on the chips. They've got everything you need to win a title. There's no more excuses. Uh, They have the the best big in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. And, And arguably the MVP right now. And you're adding a James Harden who is an elite uh, scorer at a level that almost no one ever seen. So they've got everything they need to win a championship now. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree that I think both teams and got so better. The Nets. Yeah. And I mean, I think, man, I just like their big rotation is Drummond, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, Blake's not even really getting and, any minutes anymore. And, and they got then they got guard rotation with like a Patty Mills and a Curry 
to support a Kyrie. Um, I mean, this is a this team is stacked. I mean, it's it's not really saying much because it's the Knicks, but they played they played the Knicks tonight. The Nets did, and they were down by 28 points in the first half and 18 in the in the fourth quarter, and they come back and win this game. Obviously, rookie Cam Thomas had 16 points in the fourth quarter and just exploded. But he's and, and he's also another good piece for this team. Yeah, but he's a scorer. But I mean, Brooklyn now has the pieces for when KD comes back, and if Kyrie can ever play full time again, they should be. If I mean, with Kyrie is always kind of a question mark until we kind of figure out that he isn't anymore. Right. Um. So, but if with on paper, if they have KD, Ben Simmons. And Kyrie out there in the playoffs. I think that's better than the they are the, the James Harden they are Kyrie the, K- KD big. They three. are the team to beat, but not not one of them fuckers can guard y'all and beat. I mean, not one of them's got the juice to handle Embiid. Well, so that Simmons kind of, is probably scared to guard Joel that, Embiid. That, yeah, that's the. I mean, so go ahead, line Embiid <laughs> up against this Nets team and see what happens. Well, guess what, I mean, Tyler? See what happens. I, so they play March 10th. So, you know, like if, if like, you know, if I'm talking for the Lakers point of view and I have to play the Nets and I have to play the Sixers, am I more afraid of the Nets? Yes. But as far as an easier conference playoff race and it comes down to it, I mean, the Sixers, I, I do not want to see the Sixers if I'm the Nets. Oh, everybody, every NBA fan is praying the Nets and the Sixers end up playing each other in a seven game series in this postseason. And it easily could happen. So you know how much th- fun that's going to be? I think that I think that um, they those two in in Milwaukee are the true threats of the East. Unfortunately, you know, not to not to ricochet shot Chicago's and the Miamis and the you know those teams of the world. No, this move still puts those those two teams a tier above Chicago, Miami, I think Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn again are just the teams to beat. And Milwaukee's looking real good lately. Giannis yeah. just dropped 50 the other night. And see, if Ben Simmons, that's going to help you big time against against Giannis. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, ben Simmons know, might they, be one of the only players that can can put up a fight defensively yeah, against Giannis. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, big time trade and, and a, a rare instance where both teams won. Yeah, that is it, it is one of those rare instances where... But you knew that that was... If the, if the Sixers, you know, that was the whole thing. If the Sixers got what they wanted, which was an all like an elite all-star caliber player uh for ben simmons then it was always going to be a win-win because ben simmons is a good player he just is not fit for, like philadelphia's over right so you know it was it was only time like we always i always knew like ben simmons is going to walk in somewhere and play well and realistically when you're trading two players of this caliber no matter who it is it's ultimately going to make both teams better because you're just trading two star players for each other yeah, you're getting better because obviously your star players want to be there more than they did yesterday. Yeah. And now, I mean, we haven't seen Ben Simmons or James Harden suit up for Philly or Brooklyn yet. We don't know what that's going to look like. To me, Harden's just going to take the time for the all-star break. You know, I, yeah. I don't think he's really hurt. He's no. just like, hey, I'm I'm getting traded to a new team. Let me, like, acclimate this thing slowly. He needs to get back I'm, into shape, too. I'm, I'm going to sit out the all-star game. And and then, you know, first game off the break where it's go time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jared Allen replaced him. He did, yeah. Who should have been the all-star over Darius Garland in my But opinion. now they got but two two host guys in just there. Just ridiculous. Two Cavalier players <laughs> in the all-star game. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but, yeah, I think James Harden's is, is understandable. And then Ben Simmons is, is 
He probably just needs to get in game shape. I'm sure he's in shape. I'm sure he's been working out. Yeah, ben, I'm sure he's ben been Simmons. doing individual workouts. I'm sure he's in. Now he just needs to get into game shape. He just needs to run some fives, get up and down. I mean, he's playing all the time. You know what I mean? I right. Know he just didn't want to go to the 76ers he, facility now, and be around now them. Now he just needs to get into game shape with his teammates, and it's going to be on. They're going to be, I mean, they're, the the Nets the Nets worry now is is what's what's the status of the NBA with uh with vaccination and KD's health those are yeah. the, those are the only two things stopping that team from a title and apparently Kevin Durant might be able to to potentially come back before the All Star break they might try and test him out I don't think it's really a good idea I don't think it's necessary even no I'm sure he'll come back just similar to Harden after the All Star break don't rush it. You guys are in position. I think they have one more game before the all-star break against the Celtics. So they're, they're in position to make a run They're, I mean, they're down there in the standings, but it's, you know, three, four games and they're back in it. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm just very interested in terms of just the overall repercussions of the Ben Simmons situation and, and James Harden because of the era that we're in with the, the player empowerment and, and players really wanting to be in control of their own destiny. It's just going to be very interesting to see how other players handle their situations because obviously Ben Simmons is handling it one way and James Harden has handled his situations and and leaving other teams uh, in a different way, I would say. Yeah, Ben Simmons was a very unique situation. Haven't really seen anything like that before. Um, Not necessarily like holding out, but how it got there. Right. Um, And then Harden, I think it's... It's. I think it's unfair to the the Brooklyn to paint him in, in the in the same light as the Houston James Harden, um, because Houston James Harden just gave up and he was like, "Get me out of here." But he basically gave up on Brooklyn. But but to me, why I'm like going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this because it wasn't is, what he signed up for. It wasn't what he signed up for, and it was never what he signed up for. I think that he he was just kind of like he he wanted to be there to tr- try to chase, chase a title. With Kyrie and KD, first year they're hurt. Second year, it's like the you know this weird vaccination status thing, and it never it never got to the thing that the whole reason why he wanted to be there, and ultimately you know Philly might have been the the ultimate spot all along, you know like with his contract expiring, and and Daryl Morey being there, you know well it's like okay I can go chase a ring with Brooklyn until my contract's up, and then I can choose where I want to go. Yeah, um, I guess. Not that it has to be Philadelphia, but let me use you know these two years, last year and this year, to chase a ring with with what looks like the best team on paper. Yeah, and it never was that. It never was that. So I, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think there's been a lot worse those kind of th- like players forcing themselves to be traded than than this one. Yeah, I I just think with the way he got to Brooklyn and yeah I, I i i'm with you like I, i'm with you with the houston that's what i'm saying like i, I don't think it's the same right james but I'm, harden I'm ta- but i'm talking about james harden's tenure in totality with the nets it was just like he i mean yes it wasn't what he signed up for but it's just and he like, played hurt i mean he played he played like 48 minutes that or 46 minutes that one game hurt remember when we yeah. didn't even know if he was gonna play yeah that's right and i think he didn't i don't even know if he scored but he played like damn near forty-eight minutes against the Bucks in the conference finals. I remember that game, yeah. And I, it might have been the game where KD's toe was on. The I line. think it was that game. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't. 
it, I don't believe like Harden cashed it in with this this Brooklyn team. I they think, only played sixteen games exactly, together. Exactly, thirteen and three. That's they crazy. Did, no, that's why I think this. You know, I, I'm not, and I'm not somebody that's like walking around defending James Harden all the time. You know, right. I, I think that I just think that it's. I, I wouldn't criticize the Houston James Harden as much as I would the Brooklyn one. You mean you wouldn't criticize the Brooklyn one as much as the Houston one? Yes, yeah. You, you flipped yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> you, you get it. You get my point. But no, it's just it's it's just. I think James Harden's gonna come out and put up fucking numbers. I also think Ben Simmons is gonna do the same thing. It it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Watch Ben Simmons come out and hit like a step back three. I, I think it's going to be the Blake Griffin scenario all over again. Just Oh, yeah. when when everyone was like, oh, Blake hasn't dunked in like almost two years. And in, in like the first two seconds, he's out on the court with the Nets. He has a dunk. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a very good possibility that that happens. Um, but all right, let's let's move on now to, to talk about some of the, some of the other trades. Um, the other trade I wanted to talk about, one of them was. The Clippers sending Serge Ibaka to Milwaukee in a four-team deal where Ibaka ends up in Milwaukee along with two second-round picks from Detroit. Dante DiVincenzo went from uh, Milwaukee to Sacramento along with Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles from Detroit. Classic Sacramento luck to trade for a player that gets hurt. (laughs) And then... He's uh, hurt, right? He got hurt again. I think he? he came back. Okay. Yeah, I think he's come back. Uh, and then Detroit also got Marvin Bagley the third in return, <laughs> and the Clippers end up getting Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood from Milwaukee. So yeah, I mean, Sacramento sent Marvin Bagley the third from one NBA Siberia to the next, uh, from going from Sacramento to Detroit. Man, Marvin, I don't know what the deal is with Marvin. You know, like I was so high on him coming out of high school. I thought the, ta- I thought the Lakers I, should maybe try and take a flyer on I him this he year. He's a great, and he's a kid that's like. You know he's still young enough to where he gets the right opportunity and stays healthy, like right. he could pop off. So Detroit, I mean, throwing their names in the hat with him, but I don't know. Is it might it might be a thing where he's like happy to be where he's at? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is I with don't Marvin Bagley him that closely, but I, I mean the the Clippers made more moves to just kind of cash in on next year, right? And, and stay getting, and stay competitive this year. And Milwaukee. Getting Serge Ibaka. Milwaukee got the 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 top end of this deal. Oh yeah, this this move is the the Clippers in Milwaukee making this move. They just had to yeah, move yeah. some other parts uh, around to get Serge. Is such a he's he's got a very similar complimenting style to Giannis that that Brooke Lopez does. Well, and Brooke Lopez has been out to because say, he had back surgery. Yeah. So this is exactly why Milwaukee makes that move. He's a stretch a stretch five that can you know he can hit from you know fifteen feet to to the three point range. So he doesn't clog out that pain for Giannis to kind of attack the rim. And he's a great rebounder and a solid rim protector. Iblaka. Yeah. That's how he came onto the <laughs> scene, baby. He's a rim protector. He's an elite rim protector. He lit up the Lakers when they played uh, the Clippers Ibaka a couple of is a couple really good fucking piece. I mean, people, he kind of, he's he's become like trade a trade guy, you know? Yeah. But, man, he that guy can that guy can hoop. He he plays a real. I mean, a stretch five, that's an elite rim defender. Uh, you know, that's that's not. There's not a ton of those guys out there. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a, a really good move from Milwaukee. And then yeah, the Clippers getting Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood. I think Rodney Hood's more the the better pickup, and that just gives them another piece on the wing to to kind of bide time while Kawhi and Paul George are out. They're fucking beating teams. They have no 
they have no business beating right now. It's it's unreal what the Clippers are doing. Yeah. No, they're I, they're having a great season this year. Ty, Ty Lue is doing a tremendous job. I, he's not going to get any noms for for coach of the year probably, but though the I those are he's always, doing more with less the best, than anybody. I think the bat, the NBA fans of the world always like those coaches that aren't necessarily the coach that got their team to the one seed, but are doing the most with the least. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now the other move, Tyler. Um, this one I think kind of came as a surprise. The Mavericks trading Kristaps Porzingis and a future second-round pick to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Porzingis, he just never really turned out to to be that second option Luka and the Mavs needed or, or were really looking for, uh, in or looking for him to be, I guess you would say. And then both Dinwiddie and Bertans were on bad contracts for Washington, plus there were rumors that Dinwiddie was just not well liked by his teammates in Washington, so they just kind of had to get him out of there. Um, Which but is I, strange. Yeah, but I think Dinwiddie going to Dallas is actually a pretty good move. Oh, no, that's software changes are required. Oh, gotta tell it. I was just like, what the fuck? Just <laughs> have a brain aneurysm? No, 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 no. The computer was telling us it's time for an update. Um, but no, I, I I like the the pickup from Dallas um to get Dinwiddie because I know he ha- he wasn't having the greatest season in Washington but I think that gives Dallas a nice second option when Luka goes to the he bench. He can get a bucket. I right. Mean, he's a good basketball player. It's weird to it's unfortunate to hear that he wasn't very well liked in that locker room but it sounds like it was unanimous. Yeah. And then Dallas is also dealing with the potential possibility of Jalen Brunson leaving in free agency so I think this was a move to kind of basically have a plan B in case Brunson does leave in free agency this offseason. No, Dimwitty's a good piece for them. Definitely. Now, Porzingis going to Washington, though. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. The I, I really like the Wizards roster, uh, the 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 moves they've made the last couple of years. And and I like this one just because there's this is by far the least amount of pressure Porzingis has had. Um, you know, going from the Knicks to Dallas. He he was kind of trying to be a a one two guy where and everyone was expecting it to happen because yeah. luca and chris App supposedly had that relationship yeah and- i don't necessarily see them expecting him to be the number two guy uh i think that they have a collective group of good young players guys like rui and denny and, and Kuz. Kuz and kisper and and you know obviously they've got brad beal so they've got kind of all the these utility type players too i mean all of those guys that we just named could play multiple positions yeah so for them to get a big guy like porzingis who is that unicorn kind of uh you know shoot you shoot from the outside he's seven two to match him with guys like Rui, who can guard five positions denny who is kind of i mean he's like a six eight wing player essentially yeah he's got a lot of versatility to his game kuz is a guy that can play multiple positions it's it's an interesting roster. I mean, could you throw all three of those guys out there with a Beal and a Porzingis? I, I think you could. Oy vey. That's a lot. That's a lot of size and length, man. And, and and you're not really losing a lot as far as like speed and versatility. And no, because the, all all five of those guys can spread the floor. Yep. So I I like what the Wizards are doing. Uh, a nice a nice little core with Rui Kuz, Denny. Uh, Beal Porzingis yeah and then I mean Beal's obviously dealing with the injury so I think Chris Stapps also kind of gives them a little bit of cachet with the fans to to kind of get some fans in the building 
Yeah, no, I mean, this is going to, they're going to shut down this season. You know, they're going to play for next year and they get another good draft pick in there. This is definitely a team that's ready to pop. Yeah. And then the other move, if that, Brad Beal stays around, I mean, if Brad Beal's on that team, they're, they've got a lot to, to work with. Yeah, that's that's now the the biggest question I think is what's if Brad Beal's not on on that team, then all those guys <laughs> who just named jobs are probably too much. You know, you need a, a number one guy to play off of. Yeah, and then the other move that the Wizards made was trading uh, Montrez Harrell to Charlotte for Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. Obviously, the Hornets—they're trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, Ish Smith is a guy that's had tremendous uh, tremendous success with that franchise for a long time. Yeah um and they got montrez out because they're not going you know that was almost a courtesy like we're not we're not making a playoff run this year yeah you know go go somewhere and he is a great fit for charlotte he's I a mean, perfect fit for I charlotte mean, i think that they hit the jackpot for him to go in there and be able to play center in an up-tempo style uh you know be a defensive rebounder a shot blocker and allow bridges and pj washington and and Ubre and all these guys on like play on the perimeter. Yeah, definitely. I I thought it was a great pickup by Charlotte to get to get Trez, and he's also just a dog you want on your team. Yeah, he he fit. I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of scrappy players on that team. I would say Gordon Hayward's a scrappy player. I would say Terry Rozier is a scrappy player. So uh, they've got some they've got some nice vets in that building now. Yeah. Uh, to kind of support Lamelo and and just kind of running that franchise around Lamelo, uh, and these like athletic forwards that they got are just thriving off of it. Yeah, definitely. Now, all right, moving on. Uh, San Antonio they traded Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second round pick to the Toronto Raptors for Goran Dragic and a future first round pick that is heavily protected and can turn into uh, two second round picks uh, in the future. Uh, Goran Dragic is expected to get bought out. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's actually officially happened yet, um, but multiple teams are reportedly interested in Dragic's services, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been a, a solid point guard in the league, starting caliber in the league. I mean, I remember him back in Phoenix. I remember Derrick Rose dunked on his ass. Well, everyone was ready for Dragic to become a starting point guard in Phoenix. It was yeah. like everyone. It was just like you were chopping at the bit. But, you know, those years that he played behind Nash, allowed him to gain all this confidence you know like yeah. he was just ripping up second teams for three years uh, and then so when he finally got his own team he was ready to go yeah so uh teams that are reportedly interested are the lakers the warriors the clippers the bucks the bulls the nets all the usual suspects i think uh that I'm are going to milwaukee if i'm Dragic and i got a choice yeah i mean i i wouldn't blame him if he just did with, just with divincenzo uh out of there you know it's not a position that they're super strong at uh they're solid with you know with george hill and connington and those guys playing guard for them so he would add he would add a really good depth for their second unit at guard yeah i, th I think he'd be a great backup for drew holiday but i mean also I, I think the lakers could also use another not necessarily another guard but another on-ball defender to where you can attack attack the point like defend from the point of attack basically yeah well i mean the lakers need <laughs> lakers need a lot of help yeah, we'll talk there, about that later there's there's a lot of guys that they could use services but i don't think i mean why would Dragic sign with la doesn't seem likely we'll see we'll see and then uh the celtics made a couple of moves the celtics traded josh richardson romeo langford and a protected 2022 first round pick and pick swap rights to a 2028 first round pick 
to San Antonio for Derek White. I thought this was an interesting move uh, just because Josh Richardson was a free agent signing for the Celtics this offseason. But I think Derek White's a better player. So Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, Josh has kind of uh, fallen off a little bit as far as, like, the productivity since Miami. It just yeah. seems like the roles that people wanted to play were too much where, you know, in Miami he wasn't getting enough opportunity. So it was probably somewhere in the middle there. Right, and it just didn't work out in it Dallas didn't last work year. Out. Derek White's a good basketball player. I'm surprised that San Antonio traded him. He's he's a very San Antonio type of guy. Well, I think, But I think it's just get, get some value out of him while you got him. Right, and I think – San Antonio realizes where they're at as a franchise yeah, and, and kind of leave. And uh, so it was good. I mean, that's a great basketball player for them to pick up, though. I mean, yeah. Derek White helps out the Celtics. For sure. Yeah. And then they also traded Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom, a.k.a. Ennis Cantor, uh, and Bruno Fernando to the Rockets in a move that brings back Daniel Tice to the Celtics, which I thought was a great move. Yep. Because they need center help, and that's always been one of their biggest issues. The well, la- the you know, past the Celtics—if they can't find a center, they just get one they've had before. You know, yeah. And his and his freedom was one of them. Oh, Horford. Horford was is one of them this the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they, Daniel they, Tice is back. They see they can't seem to figure out that they just they have the centers they need. They just just keep them. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean. Dennis Schroeder getting traded after everything that happened to him this past offseason and last tough, season. Man, tough. I mean, he's got to be, it's got to be a tough mental place to be in just because he gambled on himself. I mean, I'll always have respect for him in that regards. He took the chance. He thought he could play his way into a contract. It didn't work out, but um, yeah, I mean, at least he's going to have oppor- a lot of opportunity to show he can play still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, I just, what a, what a precipitous fall. Yeah, quick. I mean, definitely quick. Yeah. All right. Phoenix, the last couple trades we're going to talk about. Phoenix sent <clears throat> Phoenix sent Jalen Smith and a second-round pick to Indiana for Torrey Craig, and then they also traded uh, ca- just cash, cash considerations. I love, I love when cash considerations or player to be named later get added to a trade. <clears throat> um, but they traded cash to the Wizards for Aaron Holiday. I think these are two great moves for the Suns. Torrey Craig obviously coming back to Phoenix, a great two-way defender, wing player, and forward who who gives them, I think, uh, just another added punch on the wing. And, and Aaron Holiday is a nice backup point guard to to complement Chris Paul. Obviously on, on the shorter side like Chris Paul is, so you, you lose something with a little bit of the height there on defense, but... I mean, he's he's a solid backup guard. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're just making little tweaks to to get this roster ready for a playoff run. Yeah. Torrey Craig's really the move, you know. Yeah, no, Torrey Craig coming back uh, to Phoenix. Obviously, Holiday probably won't crack the rotation too much. Yeah, but I mean, Indiana, we knew they were going on a fire sale, so yep. it was it was obviously up in the air whether Torrey Craig was going to survive or not. But a lot of good moves made. Definitely yeah, changing of the guard. A, a complete changing of the guard, really. It's just, I, I love the NBA trade deadline just because it either lets you know where your team stands one way or the other, and it, it really can give a team a new sense of hope or... Yeah, it's damn near like the start of the season again, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times with the Lakers to where we see guys that have been in rumors for weeks, and then the trade deadline passes, and then... 
they finally have that burden lifted off their shoulder and then they're finally playing well again. Yep. So yep. It, it'll be interesting to see once these guys really get acclimated with their teams. Shout out Paul Gasol, man. He had to play <laughs> through trade rumors. Same with Lamar Odom, too. A decade. Yeah, it was it was uh, quite dicey for a while in Lakerland. Oh, God. That must have been horrible. Yeah, it's... I mean, people people never talk about the human side of of all of this. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. No, and and Pow is that's like my favorite thing about Pow and his legacy with the Lakers was just always always like in the talks to be traded. You know, like how can we improve, improve, improve? But he was always good enough. Well, and it's like it's it's February. We're we're in the middle of the school year. What if, what if these guys got kids, families? Yeah, yeah. You got to oh, pick yeah, up and yeah. move and. Yeah. All, all this stuff. No, no, none, it's none hard, of that it's stuff hard, gets It's hard about. to come to work every day and work hard when you are when you feel like you're not wanted. Yeah, that's that's honestly, I think, the hardest part of all of it. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, the trade deadline has come and gone. We saw a lot of moves, and we finally saw the end of the Ben Simmons saga. Yep. We just, well, I guess we haven't seen the end yet because he hasn't put on a uniform for the Nets, but it's it's essentially over. Yep. But all right, Tyler, let's um let's move on now to the Lake Show Lowdown to recap what's been going on with the Lakers. Um since we last recorded, the Lakers have lost to the Trailblazers, which you all who are listening heard my live reaction to last week on the show. And then they lost over the weekend to the Golden State Warriors in a game that they they played well in, but they missed a whole bunch of free throws in the game, which ultimately cost them the game. They missed six free throws in the first quarter and were down by six to end the first quarter. And then LeBron had a chance to tie the game and send the game into overtime with three free throws. And he goes one for three from the line, which just absolutely unacceptable. Can't have your star player, no matter who it is, missing free throws at the end of the game to tie the game to send it into overtime at home. Can't happen. Or no, that game was actually on the road. Either way. Anyways, they came out with a lot more energy, though, and effort in that game against the Warriors, and that's, I think, a testament to what we were just talking about with the trade deadline passing and basically the the Lakers not making any moves and that burden kind of being lifted off of uh, some of those players' shoulders, and it just kind of really felt like that was how that game was going, and it was just unfortunate that the Lakers lost in the way that they did because they had fought so hard to stay with the Warriors, and, I mean, the Warriors have been one of the best teams all year. So it was just it was a very, very disappointing game, and I was I was also disappointed in Anthony Davis's lack of aggression on the offensive end in that game because the Warriors have such a disadvantage when it comes to their bigs when you have guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron James on your team, and the Warriors were also without Draymond Green in that game, but... He was making up for it on the defensive end because he also got three blocks in that game. So I mean, AD, it's it's all it's always up in the air with his effort. It's it's so confusing. But anyway, the Lakers they're currently playing the Jazz, and I have it on YouTube TV right now on uh, my laptop. I'm trying to see the score. Ninety two eighty four Utah. Uh yes, YouTube TV YouTube TV has ninety two eighty two. So I guess you're a little ahead of me there on the ESPN app, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's uh, what is it? The fourth quarter with about nine minutes to go. Ooh, Austin Reeves just got an in one. Anyway, before the half, Tyler, 
uh, I started the episode saying we got some bad news before we started recording. Um, before the half, Anthony Davis had to be carried off. And apparently he twisted his ankle. He landed on his ankle. I saw the replay uh, in between us recording the football episode and this episode. Um, it didn't look good. Uh, I saw some tweets from reporters who are at the game saying he got x-rays and they came back negative. So that's so far so good, a good sign. But we obviously don't know what any MRIs say or anything like that. But I saw a video uh, in between recording as well of him on his way to the locker room and he couldn't put any weight on his foot. So got to hope the best for Anthony Davis. It's just, it just seems like this season is just anything that can possibly go wrong for the Lakers this year has gone wrong. Um, They didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. They now have to focus on the buyout market. This season is just a, a mess. It's similar Tyler. to it's similar to like the LeBron's first season. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. I mean I that mean, was as LeBron far as like everything going wrong. They didn't necessarily make a bunch of moves because they had that young team at the time. So right. Like, they could have traded for Anthony Davis at that trade they, deadline. They were holding pieces that year because yeah, they were gonna see what they could do this year. They knew that they they were INAD and Tyler. Option. They were they were in fourth place at and, Christmas that year, and then LeBron gets hurt and misses the most games he had ever missed up to that point in his career that yeah, season. Yeah, so I think this season has very much like similar vibes to that to that uh, to that year. Yeah, it's this is this is the this is the tough the the toughest the worst part about sports. Is it's injury. like I, I, I had mean, all this and, stuff. And Davis is is. He's just one of those guys, man. It's it's too bad. I I hope that eventually he can get healthy and get a couple of years under his belt, and then he's he's kind of an old man, or not an old man, but a grown man at that point where injuries don't happen. I feel like as often like those kind of injuries when you're you know later in your career just because your style of play, but his prime has been robbed of of a lot of good basketball, a lot, and because he's in street clothes. I hate those two words. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean, it's just I had all this stuff prepared to talk about, like, what the Lakers should do with the rest of their season and all of that. But it's like all they, of that goes out the window now because AD is hurt. It's really just survival mode. I mean, they've got they've they've just got to try to win basketball games every single night, take it a game at a time because, really, they're just going to be lucky to get into the dance at this point. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I think they will just because of the teams underneath them. I don't see the teams underneath them making any sort of push, but. Uh, it's not it's not looking good for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean they're they're currently twenty six and thirty one. They they got the they're sitting in the ninth spot right now in in that playing tournament. They they got the Blazers under them at twenty five and thirty four. So they're two games ahead of them. They're one and a half games behind the Clippers. Technically, they're they're they have the same amount of losses at thirty one. And they've but, got two games against the Clippers left. Right, but the Clippers have played three more games right now. Technically, so that that's why there's a one and a half game difference. Um, and then Minnesota's um, four games ahead of the yeah, Lakers I mean, for seven. So the the yeah, I mean even without Ann Davis, Lakers should be better than those teams. Yeah, they should be. So I think you know for for the rest of the year, it doesn't. It looks like Davis's injury is significant enough to where I wouldn't expect to have him the rest of the run. I mean, God, oh man, yeah. that's. I, yes, I, I, I. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you, Tyler. That's that's how bad the injury looked when when we saw the replay. 
Um, Did Cantor get bought out? Yes, but no one's signing him, Tyler. He's not about to come to LeBron's team of all yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be real here, Tyler. I was like, if the Lakers need they, the Lakers are probably going to need a center. So they were connected to Tristan Thompson, who was part of that. Um, that would make a lot of sense. Well, he just got bought out, and it was reported that he's going to Chicago. Yeah. Well, so, it's. I mean, this this uh, this Laker team, they're going to have to do it with the guys they got. You know, it's going to have to be a battle every every night. Yeah, and I mean, listen, they they know who those guys are. They didn't trade anybody. They're like, you know what, this and is this who we're is, going with. And this is an opportunity too for Russell to kind of like gain back some goodwill if he can if he can buckle in and play well this stretch without it and kind of be LeBron's guy. Then you know he can he can earn back a lot of goodwill by throwing up some wins. Oh, I I 100% agree, and I think with the the Lakers not making any moves at the trade deadline, I think that was kind of a signifier that Russell Westbrook's time with the Lakers might be coming to an end this offseason because there was that rumored deal with the Rockets about Taylor Horton Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and that 2027 first-round pick going to Houston for John Wall and potentially maybe even Christian Wood. But come the summer this offseason, the Lakers can also throw in a second first-round pick in 2029 to kind of sweeten the pot to, to kind of get a deal with maybe some other teams that have some better packages to, to give the Lakers in return for Russell Westbrook. But like you were saying now with Anthony Davis being out, that could give Russell some time to, to kind of buy back some goodwill. My only pushback to that is the whole point is for it to work with Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. No, no. I mean, well, and they need the whole point of Russ and LeBron's game is – they're playmakers to to open up and make things easier for others. Right. And and Ann Davis was the kind of outside scoring guy that made that all go. No, and I mean one of the so main mainstays of the Lakers offense is pick and rolls. Different roles um for them for sure, but they gotta dig deep and figure it out. <sighs> I just I don't know. It's I, weird. I mean, you know, I just think it's like the, to me the easy answer would be really just to focus on the defensive end. And just try to, you know, with this team at least like hang your hat on something. Well, and that's you know honestly I mean? the biggest like, thing that they're going to be missing. That's and that's that's what they need to. I mean, if I was the Lakers, that's what I would try to be focusing in on is is obviously we know what they need on offense um, with Russ and LeBron. They need some shooters and stuff, uh, and it hasn't gone that well. But if they can hang their hat on defense, defense can create a lot of, you know, easy looks on offense and get some confidence going. Damn, Donovan Mitchell has 37 points. He's 13 of 21 in his first game back from concussion protocol against the Lakers tonight. Um, there's 346 left in the game, 94 to 89 uh, Utah leads. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think with the Lakers, they're just, they're just going to have to try and stay afloat and try and win as many games as possible without losing them to – to not fall out of that playing tournament because once you get in that playing tournament, I think anything can happen. Yeah, they're a threat. It's not a team that anybody wants to play. It doesn't matter how bad they're playing. They just need to get into the dance. It's the only thing you got to focus on. Yeah. Now, as as far as buyout candidates that I think the Lakers should should go after, obviously we talked about Goran Dragic uh, maybe. Um, I also think Gary Harris out of Orlando possibly comes to mind as another wing type of player that they can use on the perimeter to defend the perimeter and he also can give you a little bit of a scoring punch too off the bench especially if you're going to decide to start Malik Monk for the rest of the year um and then yeah they need to get another big man 
because DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard have just not been doing it this year. Yeah, it's too bad Dwight has has kind of taken a step back because he really was such a luxury to have as a backup. And I still think he can provide some meaningful minutes if it's in spurts here or there, but... He just he can't be relied on to to no, do what. No, he needs what... to be the number two. He needs to be the backup guy that comes in to kind of like, like you said, just spurt like little short spurts, maybe wait 12, 15 minutes a game. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the Lakers not making any trades at the trade deadline, we we talked about it last week. There was nothing to make. There, right, there really I, I wasn't wasn't surprised yeah. by it. Yeah. So it's it's just it is what it is, and you just gotta play the cards that you're dealt and yeah. the Lakers have been dealt a shitty hand each time this season that they've had to to they, get new they've cards. Got to, and, they've got to dig deep and find an identity to win these games, find the strength to win these games and the rest of the way and get into that dance. Cause once they're in the dance, then all of a sudden they're, they're much more dangerous. Tyler, I think, I think you just hit on an interesting point though. You said they need to find an identity. That's I think been the Lakers biggest issue this year is they've never had an identity because they've never had the time to create one well because they're just buying names you know what i mean they're putting together the the biggest stars getting the even regardless trying to put these things together on the fly is is not easy well and i think even regardless of the roster construction once the roster construction is complete especially this season the team no, just they, has never had a chance to yeah, be Yeah, because they think they're just going to talent it out. You know what I mean? We've got the talent. we got to just win these games. But, no, but I'm saying everybody's gotten no, hurt. Yeah, there's no style of play. But, like, a, you know, like an identity helps when you have injuries because then the next man up is, like, in that same mold as you. Maybe not as good of a player as you are, but at least we are all on the same page. The Lakers don't really have that. Well, and I think that's where a lot of the that's frustrations why. from the fans go towards the front office, and that's like, why did you go away from the thing that won you a championship not even two years ago now with this team, and, and this team doesn't even fit your head coach's identity as a coach? No, because they're – I mean, I think it just comes down to switching your roster, having that huge turnover, you know, each year since LeBron's been here. It's been massive flip of the page. And that's just what LeBron and, does. And every year you're going to have a different dynamic to work with. Yeah. Good, good or bad. And you just. Injuries you just, are just part of the sport. There's going to be years. Like I said, LeBron's first year and this year have been riddled with injuries. But, you know, that's just that's always going to be in the cards. Uh, even with without injuries, there were there were struggles. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers, once again, they got. An uphill battle the last 24 games of the regular season after tonight. Um, I just I want to check one final time what the score is before uh, we get out of here. They're showing a replay. Oh, it's, the, get, it's getting tight. It's a two-point game. Lakers got, got the lead. Oh, LeBron just had a crazy dunk. Damn. He just threw it down with authority. Uh, yeah, 94... Yeah, 96-94 with like a minute 40 to go. So hopefully the Lakers can hold on here in the, in the final uh, minute and a half or so. Um, but Definitely going to see some big LeBron James numbers this backstretch. I mean, he's going to have to put up big numbers now with AD going out. Yeah. I mean, he's still on that streak, I believe, of 25-plus points, which is nuts. He's got 30 right now. Jeez. He also um, passed Kareem. 
yeah, for all-time most points. all-time points, including the postseason. So it ha- is, is it isn't the official all-time scoring record, but I think it it, 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 it essentially could, is. It should be I because mean, it includes the playoffs and regular that's season. The most points anyone's ever scored in any NBA in all NBA games possible. Yeah, LeBron has the most points scored. Meaningful games. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, I mean, I just. Uh, I'm gonna shout out AD. Hopefully, you get well yeah, soon, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I hate to. I know I kind of jab at you. Call him street clothes. Obviously, I, I don't want that for him. Yeah, um, it just happens to be the case. I know. But I, know. I, I hope this is not a serious injury. I hope it's not a high ankle sprain or an Achilles or a fracture or anything like that. Hopefully, it's a rolled ankle, and you know, four, you know, three, four weeks, he can be back out there. Yeah, we'll just. Uh, oh. Oh, LeBron just hit a three, 99-96 with one twenty-four to go. So uh, we're all, right. all witnesses to the king. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here uh, on that note. Uh, Tyler, great episode, great football season. I know this was the basketball episode, yeah. but yep, great football season. Yes, fancy football, real football. It's all it's all in the books now. Yes. So all right, with that, that wraps up episode two hundred thirty-seven of the TSK show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.